Well, guys, I'm here to stir up your faith because I just got test results back that I am free of HPV, which is a sexually transmitted infection. Welcome back to Unfiltered Faith Podcast with your host, Meredith Foster. I have such an exciting episode, guys. I literally like am in, I fell to the floor laughing when I got this news because I knew I had been healed. Like I was like, Jesus, I know you've healed me, but just hearing it over the phone, like sent me to the floor. I just started laughing and praising God. Okay, before we get more into this, I just wanna pray over everyone listening. Heavenly Father, Abba, I just thank you for my listeners, everyone. Under the sound of my voice, may you open up our ears to hear and receive. And I just pray that this word, um, is is lands on good soil and planted in our hearts and in our minds and that we have the faith to receive it and lord i just thank you that we are we are coming to the knowledge of the power of the holy spirit as you say in romans 8 11 the same spirit that raised jesus christ from the dead now dwells in us and that it will give life to our mortal bodies through his spirit that dwells in us so i just thank you father for um healing and thank you jesus thank you amen in the name of jesus amen okay really quickly i don't want to give too much you know spotlight to this this disease virus infection but basically hpv is a sexually transmitted infection it can be found in both men and women so that is what i had tested positive for for having these abnormal cells in my cervix so nearly all cases of cervical cancer are caused by hpv infection which is spread through sexual activity. Women who are not sexually active have almost no risk of cervical cancer. I was stuck in a place of shame for a very long time. And that again is not from God. It is from the devil. He wants to put shame on you and God wants to put peace and grace all over you. So if you have had sex or in, and have an STD, do not feel ashamed. I literally was thinking before I did this, I was like, I, I don't want to testify about this because people are going to think I'm dirty and gross and like I don't want to share it because I was embarrassed and I knew that that was the enemy didn't want me to share this. So if you have experienced this or have um, have a sexually transmitted disease, just know a you're not alone. God still loves you. Jesus loves you more than ever. His love is, he doesn't love you less because you've had sex and he doesn't love you less because you have an STD. So just know that. And if you have um, been healed from something like this, I encourage you, oh my goodness, please share it. Like I know it's hard and I know it's scary, but you're gonna, you're gonna sit, you're gonna help so many people. So I encourage you to share. But anyways, because my identity for so long was rooted in what I did, like, you know, who I hooked up with or whatever, like your followers, whatever it is, whatever you're putting your identity in, it, your identity as a believer is in Christ. Your identity is in Jesus. You are not what you can do. You are not what you've done. You are literally a just a child of God. You are grafted into the family of God. You are now, you belong to Jesus. You were made for Jesus. We're going to do a little, a little rewind. So back in high school, um, I always thought I had something wrong with me. I literally would go on the, on my phone and look up like symptoms of colon cancer. And I thought I had all these things. I thought I had a problem with me and I just like fed that, that, 
oh my gosh, like I'm sick, I'm ill. And I honestly believe that that is such a a lie of the enemy. Like he wants you to think that you are going to stay sick, that you are going to get a disease, that you are going to have this problem. And it wasn't until years later, I mean like years, years later, because I ended up going through the eating disorder and was putting my body through so much. And it's all the enemy to to get you to self-sabotage, to, to steal your destiny from you, to steal the plan that God has put on your life. It says that the, the enemy is a thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly, abundantly. So he wants us to live a life abundantly. And so the enemy was coming to try to steal my health from me. So a few years had passed and I hadn't been, sorry, I'm yawning. I hadn't been tested uh, for like a year. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I actually kind of forgot I had this. So the Lord spoke to me and was like, I want you to go get tested and go to your gynecologist. And I was like, okay. Cause I remember praying. This is so crazy. So I, before I even got tested, I remember the Lord had me pray over my body and lay hands on myself and pray that every cell come into alignment and be healed and be covered by the blood of Jesus. Like I was pleading the blood of Jesus over my cells in my womb. God was going to show me by the test results that he had healed me. And so I didn't need the test to prove that I was healed, but he wanted me to like get tested to sh- to show me and reveal to me that I had been healed because I love like I love like results and all like seeing the actual evidence. Um, now I want to make this clear: God will not give you an STD. He does not want you to be sick. He does not want you to be ill. The Holy Spirit wants to heal you. We are the ones who open doors to these diseases with our sin. Sin is just counterfeit intimacy. It's, it's a counterfeit of what we are offered when we have a relationship with Jesus. When we are intimate with Jesus, he fills us with joy in his presence and eternal pleasures at his right hand. That's Psalm 1611. When you're looking at your sin, you it's hard to be free from it because you're constantly trying to get out of it by your own works and your own righteousness when our righteousness is Jesus. It is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance and a changed lifestyle. It's not someone taking a Bible and hitting you over the head saying you're a sinner. It's literally that as you are spending time with Jesus, as you're beholding him, and and the less you're looking at your own sin and how you can change yourself, the more you look at him, he will change you from the inside out. When you spend time in the word, when you let the word wash and renew your mind, you are suddenly going to desire less of the things that you used to desire because God has given you a new heart with new desires from the Holy Spirit that match with what he wants for your life, the plan he's got for your life. When you have a new heart from the Lord, those desires that he's put there, it says in scripture, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. He wants to give you those desires because they're for his kingdom and for his glory. And it's for a purpose that is so much bigger than what we think. My friend Talia posted this on Instagram today and I was like, I need to put this in the podcast. It says, how liberating, sorry, how liberating is it to realize that you do not have to pretend you're perfect. Jesus came so that you can know and experience him living in you through grace. He loves you where you are, but he doesn't leave you there. Because of that relationship of grace, you don't have to be a slave to your own desires anymore. You can be free. And when you blow it, well, he just wants you to be honest with him. (laughs) You are fully forgiven. You just need to receive it. Like, I think part of my struggle was receiving all of the forgiveness because of all the things I'd done in my past. I was like, wow, I'm so like, I don't, I'm not worthy of this. 
but Jesus saw you as so worthy. He laid down his life to get you back um, because you were always made for relationship and intimacy with your creator. You get to rest in the finished work. There is no more striving. There is no more trying to be perfect. And guys, coming from someone who had a perfectionist mindset for years, it was so hard for me to finally, like literally when I was able to rest in the finished work, I was like, wow, this is a, this is new to me. Like, oh guys, it's, it'll change your life. It talks about in Psalm 23, like the Lord is our good shepherd. We lack absolutely nothing. He leads us to still waters and makes us lie down in green pastures. We are sheep. We wander off and he is our shepherd that brings us back in to get us to rest. Even though we walk through the valley in the shadow of death, we will fear no evil because God is on our side and he's holding our hand every step of the way. I love the story of the woman with the issue of blood. So in Luke or in the gospels, um, there is a story of this unnamed woman who suffered for 12 years from a certain kind of bleeding. And she had visited many doctors and healers and none of them had been able to heal her. And she was her last ditch effort, her desperate cry out to Jesus um, and her faith that if she could just touch the garment, touch his clothes, get close enough to reach her hand out and say, Jesus, I want to be healed. I want to be well. She touched his garment and she was healed. And Jesus said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. The main point of the story is that when we feel outcast or in need of healing, we cry out to Jesus and he meets us where we are, wherever we are, and reminds us of our belovedness that he is our beloved and he loves us regardless of, of the status of where we are, that we could be in the middle of our mess and he would still say, you are precious in my eyes. Faith is the currency of heaven. It is the exchange. When faith is expressed, grace is released. And so I love this. It says, doubt says, what if? Faith says, e even if. Even if. If you just hold up your shield of faith, those flaming darts and arrows that are coming at you from the opposition, oh, oof, they, they'll fall straight to the ground. You, will, you won't doubt, woof, where is she? She's gone. I don't doubt. I don't worry because guess what? My heavenly father's got my back. I, I have the faith. I have the grace. Guys, we are the house of the Holy Spirit. God's spirit lives in you. And the Greek word dunamis in the Bible means power, force, or ability. In 2 Timothy 1.7, you know the scripture, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. That Greek word dunamis is where the English word dynamite and a dynamic originate. And Paul wanted Timothy to know that God has given him dynamite ability to stand strong in the faith and skill to share his faith with others. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, guys, we can be healing people. We can be doing miracles and it's all to glorify Jesus. It's not to point ourselves and say, oh yeah, I did this. It's to show the kingdom of God is not just a matter of talk, but of power. That's in 1 Corinthians 4.20. And I just encourage you guys to go into your secret place with the Lord and ask the Holy Spirit to fill you up 
Say, I want to be baptized by your Holy Spirit. Invite him in to fill you up, to saturate you, to just, um, to get the spirit to fall on you. Like in Acts, guys, when they were in the upper room and the Holy Spirit came upon them and they could speak in a new language. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. So something the Lord put on my heart yesterday was um, that whatever we went through, guys, it was not God's plan. That was not his purpose for our life. And it, it God is not... Um, the author of, of bad things, guys. God wants to take what's broken in your life and turn it into something beautiful, like a caterpillar coming out of its cocoon. He wants to rewrite your story to give you a fresh start. And, you know, we live in a fallen world. So that's why, guys, sometimes bad things happen. It is we can't avoid the the things of the fallen world. But God will take what the enemy tried to take you out with and turn it around for good. And just never forget the power of Jesus's name in any situation you're going through. If you're having a hard time forgiving someone and we know that um, we are called to forgive our brothers and sisters and love our enemies, guys. It's a hard thing. It's not easy. And we sometimes have to ask Jesus to help us forgive because um, we forgive because he first forgave us. And if we're not forgiving, we're stopping, we're limiting what God wants to do in our lives. And that is where the enemy wants to keep you stuck if you're not forgiving someone that hurt you. So um, that can be where a lot of us also get stuck is that we haven't forgiven ourselves. So I, I just, that is my hope for us is that we can forgive and let go and release anything because it is for your good guys God God wants you to forgive because it's for your good Jesus will stop at nothing to get you back in his arms he has never left your side he was there with you on your first heartbreak he was sitting at the edge of your bed crying with you when that boy stood you up when that boy said a really mean nasty word to you I know because that I've been there guys and Jesus will cross an ocean. He will do anything to get you back. And he is pursuing you right now. Right now, as you're listening to this, he is pursuing you. He is pursuing you like with a, with a holy desire, guys. Like he's got eyes, his eyes have hearts in them and he's looking straight at you right now. That's the way he's looking at you. (laughs) Okay, let's recap. We are saved by grace through faith in Christ. And when we believe that Jesus bore our sin and suffering on the cross and on the third day rose from the grave and is now seated at the right hand throne of God. Now we will be sanctified and this is going to be a process. After Jesus was baptized by the Holy Spirit and the dove came upon him, he was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness where the devil tried to tempt him and... Uh, you know, uh, like make him doubt in what God had spoken. We have the authority over the enemy that we have the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, basically saying these, the, the demonic things that are, that try to come against us, that make us feel defeated. They don't stand a chance. We defeat them because greater is the Holy Spirit that lives in you than anything that's of the world. If God is for you, who can be against you? Absolutely no one. And so I just want you guys to be encouraged. Like, do not give up. Um, stand firm and believe the word of God. Believe the truth about who he says you are. And like it says in John 15, Jesus is the true vine and our father in heaven is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in us that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he will prune so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken, which is what God has spoken to us. Abide in him, remain in Jesus, and he will remain in you. 
I went through really hard times to get to where I am. Um, to have the joy that I have now, I went through a lot of mourning and a lot of weeping and a lot of crying and a lot of just wanting to throw in the towel, but it builds your, your, your strength. It builds your endurance. And it, that is like, it's almost the analogy of like, you're walking through the fire, but you're coming out as pure gold. You're going to be, you're going to be tried through the fire. Jesus said that in this world, you will have tribulation. Um, but take heart because I've overcome the world. Jesus gives us the victory. He, because he holds the keys to hell, death, and the grave, death no longer has its sting. We are more than conquerors through Christ. We are now resurrected with him and seated in heavenly places. We now, we carry the same spirit that rose Jesus from the grave. We have authority to um, overcome all all evil demonic things like we we are not those things don't overcome us but we overcome them it says that um the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it we we are the city on the hill that cannot be hidden we are the light of the world we are the champions because our champion jesus has already overcome the world and we will have tribulation in this world yes we will have hard times but we cling to the hope of jesus that it's already finished his last words on the cross were it is finished it's done it's done we know how the story ends like that is what we can look forward to if you were listening to this on mother's day happy mother's day to all the mothers out there i have a word of encouragement you woman of god (laughs) i'm speaking to myself too guys we have internal strength the two strongest muscles in the human body are the tongue and the uterus and both have the power to give life We have the power of life and death in our tongue. What we speak is either a prophecy from the throne room of heaven or from the pit of hell. You have the power to change atmospheres in your home. You have the power to speak life into your family, to your husband. And you have the power to give birth to beautiful children that serve the Lord. And this has been on my heart for a while, but I'm going to pray over all of you guys listening um, over your wombs. And so, yeah, let's get, let's do it because guys... Children are a gift from the Lord. We know they are. Heavenly Father, I thank you for all of the women and men that listen to this podcast. I just, right now, I plead the blood of Jesus over them, over their bodies, over their their wombs, over their reproductive organs, over the, um, the uh, body parts, Lord, that have been abused, have been... Um, mistreated and and I just pray right now that you are healing and restoring those body parts that you're healing our minds from all trauma. I declare and decree in the name of Jesus that we will be fruitful, fertile, and multiply. That we will give birth to beautiful children. Children that serve the Lord. Children that stand firm on the word of God. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Oof, guys, I really am passionate about this next generation and them being equipped and ready to really just do what they are called to do because they were born for such a time as this. (laughs) Okay, I love you guys. I'll talk to you in the next episode.